Hey guys, thanks for being on the next show. This is episode 8. Of course, my name is Oliver. We are talking to Azariah, a good friend of Mali. Today we talk about mental health and all the stuff that Azariah is through. We hope in the end you gain something out of it. You have a good time listening to us. We are 100% convinced that you will be okay in the end. So enjoy the show. So uh, Oliver, Azariah, Azariah, Oliver. Hey brother. Uh, we all got beards, you know. We're, we're, we're the beard gang over here. Mine, mine guy. isn't <laughs> as close as your guys, but uh, <laughs> uh, look, we're just happy to have you with us. Man. Appreciate it, appreciate it, man. So, Zariah, yeah. my brother. Yes, sir. Who are you? What do you do for a living? My name is Azariah. Uh, I live out here in nice, sunny California, Sacramento. Stand up. And right now, I... I actually do multiple things, but one of the main things that I do right now is that I'm going to work from home as an administrative assistant for an outpatient clinic. You're also a photographer, I was telling uh, Oliver yeah. here before before we yeah, uh, had you online. I try to be. I try, try, I try to, to be. be. I, try, I try to do a little bit of that, too, as well. Uh, yeah? How long you been, how long you been uh, doing photography for? Um, honestly, about 12 years. 12 years. 12 nice. years. It's been, it's been a journey. Yes, <laughs> Hell of a ride. Yes. 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 So, uh, I don't know if I told you, Azariah, but um, Oliver is also a photographer. I don't know if I told you, but he, uh, Oliver, uh, maybe you should explain here a little bit. I know you, you do a <laughs> lot of food photography, but now you're going into more portrait photography and doing weddings and stuff like that. We yeah, that it's... It's expanding in uh, in different ways right now. Um, of course, the food photography is still a big part of my life, and um, it will always be. I think it's like uh, the bread and butter for me. But um, yeah, right now I receive a lot of uh, um, askings about weddings, and I hate doing weddings. Um, <laughs> to be honest, because it's ah, it's it's quite stressful. You know, food doesn't run away. Um, <laughs> And you don't have to catch uh, some emotions or some memories, you know, if I want to, I can set up the plate like 20 times if I need to. Yeah, um, but uh, to 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 be on a wedding, um, the last time I did it uh, was like, I was sweating. Holy crap, man. That was my, my shirt was soaked. And um, yeah, there, there happened something. Uh, I, I don't think I did even tell you, Molly. Uh, I applied for a job as an um, employed photographer. For a company in uh, in Dusseldorf, they produce like barbecue grills and outdoor um, food stations, and they have a they have an own cook and they have an app and they produce like recipes and you know short videos and they they are looking for a uh, employed photographer right now and I'm still in the game and I have a a, a training day uh, at uh, the end of the month, okay. so that would be the game changer if I can get my hands on this job. Um, and yesterday I did a little bit of charity photo shooting um, for, for a charity organization. Um, their office is uh, below my apartment or under my apartment. And um, so, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm photographer since I think like almost 10 years now. So you um, but guys professionally, got all the experience, man. Ten years, uh, twelve years. I've only been in the game for two years, man. <laughs> yeah, and you and and you fucking good, man. Well, I've learned a lot from both of you guys, so that's. Uh, yeah, I I have to I have to, to to be honest, I have to learn a lot about videos from you. Well, I'm still learning, man. It's the, uh, university right. it's, of uh, it's a it's a constant process, man. Azariah, uh, wanted to ask, what's your story? My story, I think, honestly, um. If I were to take the essence of, of what I have been going through and what I've been learning is more so just about, I've been looking more so into the aspect of mental health and what that is and, and how that pertains to, to men um, in general and just, you know, being open to, to sharing and being vulnerable about what you're going through and to know that that's actually not a sign of weakness, but it's actually just a sign of being healthy. Um, and it, it really does help because of course, you know, I'm um, growing up, uh, in my home, you, 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 you get a spanking and then you're told not to cry. In other words, yeah. you know, you're already, you're already conditioned from an early age, you know, pretty much 
to not show emotion. That when you're hurting, what you do instead of letting it out, you have to hold it in. And so with that being said, that just kind of just seeps into all aspects of your life when you get older. And it's like, man, you, you've been holding things in for so long and you haven't really had a, a healthy way to let it out and to express it. And so I think for me, that's exactly what I've been learning how to do over, I guess, these this last year is just how to actually, you know, just express that. Like you said, there are some days where it's like, yeah, I'm just going to take a personal day. Like, you know, um, I'd have something that I'll call Mental Health Mondays. Um, but it's just time where I just intentionally check in and just see how I'm doing emotionally speaking. And, you know, so I have to do that check in. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? I was like, yeah, I can put on a brave face for the world, but at the end of the day, there are still things that I know I go through. And I was surprised to see how it actually resonated with some other people. So that's been a real positive experience. That's the foundation of I'm okay. <laughs> when you get spanking, should you cry? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, it's gonna, I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt. So, it's gonna I mean, hurt. <laughs> It's, it's gonna hurt so i mean it's just you're gonna because because uh it's the same thing we have kind of similar backgrounds where we're jamaican you know so when you get disciplined it's funny you know yeah you are told not to cry you are absolutely right we are conditioned at an early age or we're conditioned at an early age to not show that emotion yeah but it's the same over here man you don't have to be jamaican to get spanked when you're a kid yeah um, you know hey man my father beat the shit out of me um <laughs> no but he, you know he's a retired police officer and when he came back from work he had his his uh, uh day and night shifts and um they went through a lot of shit on the streets you know even here in germany we are of course not in the states you know they uh, always have to be uh you know uh be afraid to lose their lives you know but um they see a lot of shit or they saw a lot of shit back in the days and um yeah he was the the he, he uh earned the only income for our family uh, so there was a lot of pressure on him it's not you know i try to excuse it you know it's it's wrong by any means but um i get it you know now that i'm a father uh, of uh, three almost adult kids um, I know that you sometimes, you know, your hand is shaking, um, you know, to mm, shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, but I never did it. I never did it. And um, I always try to solve it in a different way by talking, explaining, whatever. Even if that means you have to say it like 500 times. Um, it's, it's always better than just one spank. And... Um, so I, of course, I get it, and the sa it was the same uh, um, kind of raising like you guys experienced. It was like you know, you, you he beat the shit out of me, and then he said, uh, "Shut up, don't cry," you know. Um, <clears throat> and that uh, th that that's related to to the beginning of our podcast series or of our I'm okay um, story. That I said, you know, I'm standing in front of a big damp and opened the door and all the feelings, emotions that was that were caged inside of me for like, yeah, I would say the majority of my life or my whole life, like 44 years. Um, they are just rushing out since six months now. And um, I'm not in a position to close the door again. And I'm I won't because that makes me a person that makes me also a man. At the beginning, I was a little bit, um, I don't know how to put this, but um, I didn't feel good about it. You know, I feel weak. I felt weak um, in, in the eyes of the community, you know, the people around you. You know, they always see, yeah, you're a big guy, you know, you're six foot something and uh, you have like 100, 240 pounds. Um, <clears throat> what the fuck are you crying about? You know, you're a grown ass man, but... Mm, you know, we talked about this a lot of times. You go through so many different stages in your life and so much shit. Um, you have to find somebody to talk about. And this is our therapy group. So welcome, Azariah. <laughs> Azariah, you mentioned every now and then you have your days where you have to check in on yourself. Is that something that you... Is that something that you have, like, set days for throughout the week? Or is it kind of just, like... You have to read these signals of your of your of your body, I guess, and just see when you're getting closer to that line. It's just like, okay, I need to take a take a day for myself here. 
Yeah, it, you just really have to be, you have to be intentional and you have to, like you said, it does come down to knowing you and coming down to knowing your rhythms. Like for me, I work a lot, busy a lot. I'm always giving. And so it's it's important for me to have those moments when I have to step aside to be like, okay, I realize in the way how I reacted to something that somebody had said or done. I was like, okay, I didn't have to react in that way. Or I see myself getting really quiet. You know, it's more like a passive aggressive tone that I'll take and I was like all right I need to I need to check in and sometimes I even had to apologize to some people you know um, just to let them know that I'm, I'm sorry and just um it's it's a it's a process it's a process because I say for me and going back to it as well I can say just of most men in general how many have ever seen their fathers cry you know um how many can say that how many can say that they've actually seen them express that emotion like I've never seen that growing up so for me, my my way of how I handle difficult situations is that I can't, I just gotta, I just gotta put my head down and I gotta take it. But I realized that no, nah, man, I was like, I don't have to take that path. And so for me, most times, honestly, I'll write. Um, writing is a good way for me to get things out. So I'll take time. I have journals here, and I'll just start writing things out. And most Great. times in writing, writing, I can be really honest. And it feels really good to get it out because I can really go to some dark places. And most times when I say dark places, it's like that dark place within where it's like there's a lock on that door and you don't want to open it up. And I was like, nah, it, we're, we're at an age right now where we have to address those things. Otherwise, it's going to come out in different ways that aren't going to be healthy in future relationships that you have. So that's definitely how I've been been managing. Yeah, how many of us could say that our fathers, uh, you know, we've seen them cry, we've seen that type of emotion and i think it just goes back to the community and the uh type of world we live in it's just like we're, we're people aren't used to seeing that type of emotion from men like how do yeah. we how do we you know how do we go about changing that or do we change that or what should be our mindset facing that that issue because for example there's dating apps out there and you know there's there's descriptions for these women and there's just like they have all these criteria for what a man should be or what they're looking for and it's just like that is not the criteria <laughs> to 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 be emotional or to express our feelings and you know or certain feelings you know how do we how, how do you how, you know i'll put that on the table like what do you guys think how should we go about that should we care should we kind of <clears throat> show less emotion in the beginning and then as you get to no. know the person show a little bit more or what do you think all show show exactly what's inside of you because i think that's the, mo the the main part of um get getting an adult um getting you know, an adult yeah that an adult man you know that you have the the feeling that you look inside yourself, like as Raya said, you know, the, the, the Mental Health Monday, you know, to check in on yourself um, and, 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 and see what's happening inside of you, you know, and let it out. Um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm right now in a, yeah, a lot of dating processes right now. And um, I always show, I, I, I always say I, I have my heart on my tongue, you know, I tell what's going on inside of me, you know. Um, I talk about what's hurting me. I talk about what I don't want to have in my life anymore, um, because I think that's one of the biggest parts. If you end up and or if you if you break up um, with with your with your girl with your wife whatever, you learn really fast what you not want anymore. It doesn't mean that you that you know what you want, but you know exactly what you don't want anymore and. To address this, um, to to see these feelings inside of you and uh, address it to somebody else doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a woman, but um, I always be true and honest, or I, at least I try to, you know. And there is this there is this quote. I think I I already mentioned it in one of our la latest podcasts. It's like, heal from what cut you before you bleed on people who didn't hurt you. Oh man, can you say that again, brother? You said that a little too fast. <laughs> I oh I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> heal heal from what cut you before you bleed on people who didn't hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely on. It goes back to the same aspect of um just checking in. And like I said, that's that's an, in, an intentional thing that you an intentional step you have to take. For example, um in 
in my community, which would be known as the African-American community, uh, something that is not talked about is actually having a therapist. Now, it's so funny because when I talk to other people, um, you know, who who aren't African-American, I hear them say things like, oh, I was talking to my therapist the other day. I was like, you have a therapist. Like, you actually have a therapist? Like, like, they, they just say it. And so for me, I was like, man, I was like, I don't, I was like, I think that that's actually another thing too that I even started looking into. I was like, hey, I have these benefits at work. Let me see if I can talk to a therapist. I mean, man, we, we come from like a whole bloodline of trauma. Yeah. And I think just in order to uh to break that cycle, man, I think it, it, it definitely does take something, something different. I mean, somebody always said that if you continue to do the same things that you've always done, you're going to get the same result. So yeah. it's like, at what point in time are you actually going to do something different? I was like, you know, my dad, he did what he did based on what he had. My grandfather did what he did based on what he had, but I have now an opportunity to do something different. And it's a matter of if I'm going to do it or if I'm just going to walk the same path. And that takes a lot of courage um, to be able to do something like that. That's a very courageous act. And so that was even something, that's even something right now that I'm looking into is an opportunity to sit down with the therapist. And that doesn't mean that you're crazy. That just means that you have somebody who's there to help you walk through some things and, yeah. To help you see things from a different perspective. I don't know. For me personally, for me personally, just me personally, sometimes, and it's, I think it's just kind of the biased opinion people put on therapists, but I guess I, I've never actually liked that route because I always felt like uh, they're getting paid to do, to listen to you. And for me, I'm like, somebody who wants to help you should they're going to listen to you regardless. I just never felt too comfortable with it. So you actually have a therapist as well that you talk to? I do not. I do not currently have a therapist, but I've been looking, looking at some options. All right. Well, let me know. Let me know. I did. You you have. I did. So let me ask you, Oliver, then maybe there's a difference between professional help versus help from, you know, then casual help from your family or from your friends or something like that. What what would you say is your experience on talking to a therapist? I think... If if you if you go to a to an anonymous place to somebody you don't know who's not familiar with you, it's not part of your family, it's not part of your circle. Um, you go there and you sit down. Maybe you have a cup of tea or coffee or whatever, <clears throat> and you start talking about. Um, and they start asking questions. You know, they not they they are not telling you in which direction you have to look. They make you look at yourself. You know with different questions that you start questioning yourself it's not that that they say at least that's my experience they're not saying to you like you have to do this you have to do that that's mostly what happens if you talk to your family because somebody knows better always knows better but what i experienced is like it was a it was a woman um i went to and um she was asking targeted questions you know, she knew where to put the finger, you know, and lay the finger inside the wound, you know, <clears throat> and there were parts and there were we had sessions like I was just close to breaking down, you know, and I was trying to stay strong. And then one time she looked at me and she said, if you have the need to cry, here are some, you know, some paper sheets, you know, start crying, let it go. Nobody's here. We are not recording this. Let it go. And I think like it took me like. 30 seconds and I cried like for at least 10 minutes Wow! without without any reason you know I was just there and she offered me the the, yeah she gave me the room to to express my feelings and after this we started talking you know uh, and looked at some deeper uh, layers you know it was like peeling an onion you know it it took time I I think it was it was a process of like eight months it was during my depression, my burnout, um, 2017, and um, it, it did help. It did help, but um, I've learned so much about psychology therapy um, regarding my wife and her mental uh, problems she had back in the days, or for the majority of our marriage. Um, I always thought this won't happen to me because I know fucking everything. 
Yeah, mm. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, and I learned a lot and I'm still learning every day. Yeah, Since my breakup and since I opened up to you, Molly, and we started the I'm okay um, community thing, um, I'm learning every day. But now I'm looking at it. You know, I'm, be, I, I'm aware of it, what's happening around me, what's happening inside of me. And I try to stay focused what's what's going on especially there because um you have to be uh quite confident to be around yourself the whole day <laughs> because you are listening the whole day yeah you're you're listening to yourself the whole day you know you are always there so be careful what you think and be careful how you talk to yourself as of right now we used to just a little background we used to uh be roommates in in in, in college and uh yeah we've known each other how that. how how long now as of right we've known each other 11 um 12 years kind of 12 years, years kinda. 2009 i think i was 17 yeah and uh yeah and i, so and I was 17 yeah, he he was seventeen, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we were roommates that first uh, semester, that first term, and um, so we known each other and kept in touch. We went to uh, South America together, man. We were uh, doing yeah, missionary we work and stuff like that, so that was that was fun. But mm -hmm. look, uh, would you like to share a time where you were maybe depressed or you were going through a dark time? You know, whether it was in school or you know. Oh man traveling how did you how did you pull through those times like how did it affect you how did it affect others and how did you get through it i think to be honest i'm probably still in a dark time now but i wouldn't I, i'm in a better place if that makes any sense and it's just the first time i had the thought of actually saying okay checking in with myself was you know a little bit about this morning like i had a series of people who died in my family in a short span of time. So I had my, my sister passed away. And right. then my, what was it? Brother. Yeah, my sister passed away, my brother passed away, my uncle passed away, my mom passed away in a span of two years. And yeah, that was definitely, that was, that was rough because I, I don't felt like I really had enough time to process everything that was happening. To be honest, I was kind of numb. And for me, I'm the type of person when things like that happen, I just throw myself into my work. And so, you know, to not have to think about it, I just, I busied myself. Um, and I remember, I remember actually, I was, I was working at UPS in New York at the time and it was my 30, it was my 35th birthday. And I remember, that I was, I was, um, now, now we worked the early grade, graveyard shift. So I'm in a truck and I'm loading the truck, right? And I just remember that I started breaking down. Like I like literally just started crying at work to the point where I had to leave and I went to the bathroom and I think I cried for maybe about like six or seven minutes. Um, and it was just because here I am, you know, turning 35 and, and you know, um, the person who I, I guess in a sense, envisioned myself being or becoming, I'm getting closer to that. And my mom is not here. You know, the, the people who I care about, they're not here to, to share that with me. And I was like, man, that's, that's, it was a lot. So, you know, I broke down and, and even now with, um, with having, with having a son on the way, I knew that when it, I knew that there were going to be some tough moments in life that I was going to have to meet and I was going to have to face. Number one was getting married. Number two was having kids. Both experiences that I wanted my mom to be here to be a part of. And the fact that you know she's not here actually it, it triggered some some old grief to the point where I was like this year I was like yeah I need to address that. I I I've, been, I've put it on the back burner for so long, but. Wow. With that happening, I was like, yeah, I need to I need to address it because obviously I think that there's still some grief there that I need to deal with. So yeah. pretty much, yeah. Yeah, man, that's that's currently where I am, to be honest. Like I tell people, I was like, I'm not out of the woods yet by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm trying to take some proactive steps towards healing because I want to be present, you know, for, for my son and I want to be 100% emotionally well to give to him all the things that he's going to need. And I can't be a shell of myself. I have to be the best 
um, yes. that I can be. So that's yeah. why I was like, yeah, I need to, I need to, I need to get this address. I need to, I need to dig into this. I've ignored it. I've ignored it for, uh, I was like, I've ignored it for four years, but it's like, yeah, you can't ignore mm-hmm. it anymore. No, There's uh, a, these, these type of feelings and these type of situations, they are like a boomerang. They always hit you from behind. Mm. You know, they get you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, that, and that's what it was. Like I, I, I was not planning to cry. You know what I'm saying? I was not planning to break down. I was like, it just came out of nowhere. But the funny thing was that I didn't cry at the funeral. I didn't cry at the burial, but I just feel like everything just kind of just came out in that moment. I even had to tell my supervisor, I was like, listen, I'm going to the bathroom. I'm not well right now. And I just, I just went up there and I cried. He seen me cry. I was like, I didn't care because you know, I was like, I'm having a moment and I'm going to, I'm going to take this moment. And I called, um, one of my friends at the call my friend at that time. And, you know, I cried when she was on the phone, like I was crying like a little baby. I was like, mm-hmm. tears coming down my face, like snot, all that. It was, it, was, it was probably a mess, but I was like, no, nah, I'm going to have this moment. And I was mm-hmm. like, I've never, I've never given in or allowed that to be. It's always been, now we got to hold it back. We got to be strong. We got to be the rock. You know, um, you got to let everybody see that, you know, you're good. Um, but yeah, yeah I, need, I needed that. Yeah, we all do. We all do. And uh, this is... Uh this is a not funny story you know but we experienced uh, exactly the same and uh, if i had just answered molly's question so how are you doing brother with by saying like the the the, the yeah the the random stuff you you normally answer these questions like hey i'm good you know everything's fine you know because at the, at this point we were strangers you know um but yeah i didn't and this is why we're sitting here and um as a right, I have to tell you, you know, I'm really proud of you that you are taking care of yourself and uh, that you took your time off even at work, you know, no matter what. So, yeah. well done. Yeah, yeah. So likewise, as and uh, congratulations on having a son soon. Um, yeah, that's 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 really that's really big. The first thing you said was, yeah, you still have ups and downs, but you are mentally more aware. Yeah. Honestly, it's just, it just comes down to actually being in a place where you're ready to deal with those issues, um, to deal with those those skeletons in the closet, so to say. Um, like I said, my family growing up, you know, we weren't we weren't the most functional family. If anything, we were dysfunctional in a lot of ways. We still are. I'd love it if we can sit down for family therapy, but that's never going to happen. Yeah, so that dream kind of died. But I just know that for me and for what I want to create and for what I want to share with others. I want to, I want to have that place of where things are functional. And I know the only way that that's going to happen is if I learn how to, you know, intentionally communicate things, um, being the key word, being vulnerable. And I remember what actually started me on that path was, um, this woman that I dated about nine years ago, there was a time when we were having a conversation and she pretty much, she told me something that I don't know why it just sounded different, but it, it did. And she was like, you know, I think you're afraid to be vulnerable. I said, what she said? I was like, what did she say? Like nobody, nobody, nobody ever called me out like in that way before. And so when she said that, I was like, what, 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 what does that mean? She's like, yeah, I feel like you're afraid to be vulnerable. And I guess that she's right because, you know, it's, it's a leap of faith. It really is. I mean, you know, you're putting, you're putting yourself out. You're not knowing what to expect. Um, How are things going to turn out? And so it it was, it was something new. It it definitely is what started the journey. So it's been nine years actually in, in the making. Does that mean that it's easy? Of course not because nature I've been conditioned for so many years that I have to intentionally say, even now in relationships to communicate certain things, to significant others in my life, I have to be really intentional to say certain things that are going to leave me vulnerable. Yeah. It, it, it had taken me a long time, like, you know, saying, I love you. I was like, that is still new to me, you know, because we, we didn't grow up in the touchy feely family. So it's like to communicate these things, I'm like, yeah, I was like, even though 
even though this is what, this is how you've been educated, even though this is in a sense who you are by nature, that does not mean that that's who you have to be. And you, you have the choice, like I say, like I said, to actually make, to change that. And so I just want, I just want to change it. I want to do something new. I just want to be the first of something that's never been seen before in my family. Yeah. Great job. And there, and, and, and there comes another quote uh, that's so much related to what you right now said, Azariah. Mental health problems don't define who you are. There are some, there are something you experience. You walk in the rain and you feel the rain. But importantly, you are not the rain, you know, and this is what I did with my kids. You know, I raised them different, even if I sometimes had the urge to slap the shit out of them, but I never did it. Um, so I broke the cycle. Um, I broke the cycle of, um, you know, being mean and rude to your kids, because like we always say, failure or fail first attempt in learning. Um, kids don't kids come into this world without a manual for parents you know you always try to raise them as you have been raised you know but um there comes a point even from uh, in in my life there came a point where i had to choose you know do i act in the same way i was treated or do i try a different way and i read a lot of books i went to 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 some some uh you know, uh, sessions from the from the, the, the child office, you know, to learn about how children change during their, yeah, growing up, you know, even in, especially in puberty, you know. There is a book that I read back in the days, it's called Puberty was the headline and below it was like, uh, puberty is when parents uh, get strange. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh this is how how i try to look at it and today my oldest son was here um and he was uh he stayed overnight and we were sitting on the on, on the on the breakfast table and um he looked at me and he said that back in the days i didn't know what the fuck you were talking about but today i totally get it and man that's a victory that's 100 a victory because he's he's turning 21 and he has this mindset already that yeah it took me like 30 years or 35 years to come to this point right. and i raised them in this mindset and um so i broke the cycle and when they have kids and i turn a granddad some someday i know for sure i'm 100 convinced they will treat their kids like i raised them Hey guys, thank you for making it this far. You reached the middle of today's episode with Azariah. We hope you enjoyed it so far. We hope you gained something out of it. The second part will be a little bit deeper. It's a great opportunity for Azariah to talk about his Mental Health Monday. And please don't forget to subscribe to our Instagram, TikTok, Facebook and of course our youtube channel help us to grow help us to spread our message help us to help you guys um, and in the end we open up to each other we are all okay if you have something to say please leave a comment or hit us on our email i'm okay tribe at gmail.com we appreciate every one of you thanks for listening thanks for sharing your stories and let's continue with the show I have a question put on the table, and uh, I think uh, I think we can actually answer this question each of us one at a time. But uh, we'll start with our guest today, Azraya. Uh, if you could go back to a time in your life and tell yourself one thing, what time would it be, and what would you say? Hmm. Man, I don't I don't even know. Um, I don't even know if I have an answer to that. I feel because because I have thoughts on that. I feel that everything that you go through, you go through, right? And it gets you to where you are right now. Uh, the only thing I guess I can just say, um, <laughs> ah man, you just you just gotta trust the process, man. You gotta trust the process. And the reason why I say that because you know, in in moments when things don't look like they're working out for the best, 
it's easy to get discouraged, but you just have to find a way to trust that things are going to come out better on the other side. Not to, not to panic, not to, not to overreact, but, but just trust, you know, keep that, keep that, keep that optimism. And I think that that would definitely um, be the best thing that I guess I can say to myself is just um, know that things are going to work out better on the other side. You may not see it, you may not know how, but they always have a way of turning around. Yeah, they will. Okay, okay, I like that. I like, I like. What about you, Oliver? Oh, I had some time now to think about it, and uh, <laughs> at, at first, at first, I wanted to say almost exactly the same that uh, as Raya said, but uh -huh. um, for me, it's like if I had the chance to go back, like in my early twenties, I would, I would just say to myself, be patient and do what you love. You know, listen to your heart, you know, um, don't be affected by the things somebody else around you is telling you how you should be, how you should act, how you should feel, see your life through your own glasses, through your own lens and not get judged by the view from somebody onto your life. I think that's a big one. That's a hard one. It's a tough one. Of course it is. But um, yeah, that's what I'm experiencing right now that, you know, we there are eight, 8 billion people on this planet. And if you put 10 photographers into one room with exactly the same setup, you receive 10 different pictures. Right. This is because we all look at the world in different ways. Yeah. So... Who am I to judge what you do, what Azariah is doing, what everybody around me is doing, you know? The only one um, I can maybe judge is myself. Yeah. So what about you, brother? Me? Yeah, you had now the longest time to think about what you have to say now. Well, I, I already knew the answer, you know, so uh, <laughs> I already knew my answer. So, but, um, and, and light us. As far as a specific time, maybe 2017, 2017 is when my son was born, and it was a really special moment, um, but it was also a couple of months after he was born that I started realizing some potential dangers that, that could blow up and get worse over the next few years. Uh, between me, my wife, and potentially my entire family. And I think, okay. unfortunately, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in it. I'm in the thick of it right now. And of course, uh, I explain, I go into more detail in the, in the last few podcasts, but I think I would go back to that point and just tell myself, hey, it's okay to feel. Yes. It's okay to feel. Whatever you're feeling, it's okay. If that means you're angry, be angry you know if that means you feel like you know being emotional be emotional that means you feel like oh, you want to cry cry you know but i think what well, as i said in the beginning of the podcast hit the nail on the head it's just we as a man you know my family is just beginning wife child i was like you know what you 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 are the head of the household. You need to you need to carry yourself. You need to get it together. But whatever you're feeling, you need to put it aside and put your wife and your kid first. And I think yeah. that just led to. They say there's uh, five stages of uh, grief. Is it? Yes. Uh, denial. Mm -hmm. And that denial hit me. You know, uh, after a few months after 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 my son was born, it was just like you know I I kind of saw some issues some potential problems and i just kind of ignored it i put what i felt on the, on the on the background and then after a while like after a year or two like uh i just started getting really angry i was just like look like this is what's happening this is what needs to change and uh it's not changing there's no change there's there's nothing there's nothing progressing here and um you know i i kind of ignored it for a while and this is what needs to happen you know and uh there's still no change there's still no, you know, there's still no. And so that denial went to anger and then that anger went to uh, bargaining. And it was just like, look, you know, 
what can I give to get? You know, because I feel this way. What can I give to 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 get what I need? You know, and uh, uh, hey, I bargained my whole life away. Yeah, I bargained my whole life away. And uh, uh, that's that, that's the stage, right? Denial, anger, bargaining, and then it's depression. And let me tell you, when that depression hit, boy, oh man, yeah, that 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 hit. So I think I think that's what a lot of this year has been. And uh, the last step is acceptance. So, um, look, I think if I would have just been honest with myself from the start and said, look, I'm not okay. This is how I feel. And not beat myself up yeah. inside and say, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I have a wife and a kid to take take care of. You know, If I would have just made sure I was okay all the way back then, I think it would have been, maybe it would have had the same result. Maybe I would have been here, but I think I would have felt better about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it For goes sure. back to what Azrae, what you said, bro. You said that hey, you know, you got to express what you're feeling, you know, and 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 you got to make that time to make sure you're okay. That mental health, what'd you call it? Mental health Monday. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, check, you check have in. to take that time for yourself. You have to check in, and I just ignored that checking in process. And um, yeah, I so think we all guilty. We, we are all guilty of this, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did it all. We all did it. So if I could go back and tell myself, something, <clears> like, look, it's okay to feel, man. Just, just feel what you're feeling. Express what you're feeling, and uh, don't, don't shy away. From it, you know, don't be afraid to share that with the people who are supposed to be there the most for you. You know, and and 100, you have to address it. That's the most important part about it. You have to talk about it, because if you don't, and you just live by expectations. It's it's also unfair to everybody around you because you uh, expecting them to read your mind. Yeah. You know, um, if you address it, if you say it, if you wish for, that's a different story. But if you just have expectations, and th that's re re relating to what I said before, it's like you know we are all looking on our lives through different glasses. You know, we have our own view, and. Um, to have expectations about anything doesn't matter what it is you know maybe it's your boss you you want to you know have a a, a new paycheck you know uh, earn more money or something you have to ask for it because without asking the answer is always no yeah we we, we met each other on instagram as as a couple of photographers hey i like this pic i noticed you use the same lighting i use godox lighting like yeah i love it this and the other oh i see you yeah. in hawaii you know nice nice photos marley you know yeah 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 it's just one day yeah. he, he messaged me and it's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm over here chilling. How are you doing? And then you're just like, look, I'm not okay, bro. Like, my wife and I are going through this. I'm going through a breakup, this and the other. And it was like, hey, you know, I'm not okay either because uh, I know I'm in Hawaii and I was just in Jamaica before. And just like, no, like, I'm not okay either. My wife and kids are in a whole other country. And uh, this is what I'm going through right now. And, you know, that part where we, yeah, opened up to each other. And then um, not just opened up to each other, but we're sharing our experiences with each other. That's what I'm okay is all about. That's why yeah. we brought. That's why we wanted to have you on the show, Azariah. That's why we had Fabian on the show last uh, last 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 week. Last week. And yeah. um, our goal is just to help 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 people. There's people. There's other men. There's other women. There's children. There's people out there that are that are feeling things and they don't know how to, yeah, how to how to get through what they, whatever they're going through. What would you tell somebody who's going through an experience maybe similar to ours or yours personally? Um, start with you, Azariah. Uh, be honest. Uh, that's gonna that's gonna take, like I said, that's gonna take courage. Just be honest with where you are, and know that it's not gonna be as bad as you think. Uh, when you do share, there will be people who will resonate. You'll be surprised. Yeah. Uh, you will really be surprised when people will open up and they will share. And like you said, um, yeah, I think everybody is going through something on a day to day and just, you know, they're looking for different ways of how to cope and how to deal. And yeah, just, uh, just to be honest, you know, it's about where you are. Find that group, find a group that you can that will be there to support you and definitely take some time. 
where you don't always have to be doing you don't always have to be doing something you don't always have to be hanging out as like sometimes you just want to be to yourself be to yourself you know um you want to take a personal day take a personal day i don't know where people like to go to recharge but for me i have places that i go where i said that you know um i use this statement where i said you know like this weekend i'm gonna pour into myself um and that's what I do. In other words, is doing things that make me come alive. Um, what are some things that I like to do? What are some things that I enjoy? And let me, let me do some of those things to recharge myself, recharge my batteries. So I'd say definitely take those intentional times to set them aside. Be like, hey, I know that you know we have plans to go out this weekend, but I'm gonna take this weekend at this point in myself. If that's okay. Don't be afraid to share. I, I like that. Yeah. Don't be afraid to yeah, share. Yeah, and don't judge yourself out there. You said there will be people out there that will relate to you. You know, there, there are people out there that you'd be surprised that, uh, yeah, are probably going through the same thing. And it, 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 that's exactly what happened with you and me, Oliver, and even me and you, yes. Azariah. Like, um, Oliver shared, and he, dude, you were having a crappy day. You were just, like, texting me, and you were, like, texting me paragraphs. And, like, you know, I was just like, yo, this guy is just unloading right now. And yeah. it wasn't like, like, oh my goodness, what is this guy doing? It was like, I was just like reading everything and I'm like holding back tears because it's like, this is exactly how I feel. And like, as Raya said, you'd be surprised and you were surprised because I unloaded on you and it was just like, hey, we're going through the same thing right now. And, and look, look what you opening up has brought, where, where, where that has brought us to today. You know what yes. I mean? And then uh, same thing with Azariah. Like um, Azariah, you kept in touch with me um, while I was in Bolivia, and uh, you 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 definitely did a lot more of the reaching out within the last few months. And uh, it was just like I just yeah. I, and then I came back here to the states. I didn't even tell you about it. I think my brother told you about it, and you got my number, and then you reached out again. You had opened up to me when you were in Bolivia, and I knew you were having a similar experience. So that just allowed me to, you know, open up to you. And now you're on the on the I'm Okay podcast with us. So it's just like, you're absolutely right, man. Sharing, I think we're all, we're always going to be surprised at just how much people can relate to us, and how much they can help us and help others, and how far that can go. Yeah, and like for me, I know I know not to be fooled by Instagram because like I, I I like the statement where it's like you can you can edit a lot of things out of the frame of a photo. Yeah, and a photo, <laughs> a photo, a video, it doesn't show the real of what's going on in someone's everyday life. That's just for Instagram. I was like, I already know that as human beings, we go through things, and I was like, yeah, so okay, that's nice. I see all of this stuff. You here, you there, you living it up. How are you doing? What's up? Let's check in. Let's talk. But for me. I've just always tried to have those kind of friendships where it's, we go deeper than what's just on the surface level. It's right, more than right. just that. Cause like I said, how are you really doing? I was like, for me, I have my days when emotionally I'm not doing the best. And so I was like, I know it's not just me. I think that's the majority of everybody. So I just, yeah. I always see that as an essential part. Let's call, let's check in, man. See, see how, how you doing? Like I said, you on the other side of the globe. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna still call. I'm gonna still check in. So. Appreciate you answering those um, calls, even though I would like probably FaceTime at random times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was kind of random. I was, but you know what? I answered, you know, and I do you appreciate did. you, you did. calling. I do, I do appreciate you calling. And uh, this guy, Oliver, was calling me all the time too when I was down there. So uh, I appreciate you guys. That was, that was also a little bit selfish, brother. That was not only just to check in on you. That was also to get rid of my shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. No, yeah, you, you know that's that, that's not a one way street, you know. Um, yeah. And um, we we felt very fast, you know. Not that we are going through similar times. That we also share a diff uh, a, a special mindset or a similar mindset about various topics. And um, yeah, like sharing is caring, you know. It's like if you open up, you have the ripple effect. Somebody will get hit by the wave, you know, and um, maybe we'll reach out to you or maybe to somebody else. It doesn't matter. You know, you don't have to be always informed about what's going on, but you can be sure that if you start this wave, it's not stoppable. And this is what yeah. we are doing. You know, we are constantly putting out our content. Um, and I'm not looking at the numbers, how many people are, 
you know, visiting our sites or, you know, clicking on the videos or something. I know for sure. And people reached out to me already and said, uh, hey, where's your where's your next episode? I'm waiting yeah. for it, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I know people that we affecting affecting people's lives. People and um, yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, man, uh, well, I think I, I, I shared this with you before, but I think it was Helen White um, as a writer who said it. it was just like, you know, it's like throwing a pebble into a lake. A little pebble you know and um that pebble it looks small and it you know it's not it doesn't look very like it has much significance but uh you throw it into the middle of the lake and it creates ripples and those ripples they just keep going even if you can't see it anymore that effect of throwing that little pebble into the lake those ripples go all the way out to the shore and bounce back into the lake you know what i mean and you will just never know the the extent of your influence and um for as little as you know you opening up when i was in hawaii oliver's brought us to this point yeah. as right you calling me while i was in bolivia and checking up on me and being persistent in checking up on me has brought you to this point and it's just like we don't know the extent of this podcast and maybe in 10 years from now someone's going to listen to this podcast in 2021 and uh who knows you know we'll never yeah. know the extent of it as a thank you so much uh, for taking your time um, and share your story with us and uh, with our community. Um, but I will leave our community, like always, with a quote. Yes, yes. man, I have to. Always. <laughs> Turn your demons into art, your shadow into a friend, your fear into fuel, your failures into a teacher, your weaknesses into reasons to keep fighting. Don't waste your pain. Recycle your heart. And with that being said, Thank you so much, Azariah, for tuning in, for staying with us, sharing with us. Yeah, no Mali, like always, appreciate that you're always there. And um, we see you guys next time. Take care. Right. Peace. Take care, guys.